there's one consistent thing that coach Fleck haters always bring up in Big Ten coaching ranks. We're going to talk about that today. And a new gopher commit at the tight end position. Is he the future? Let's talk about it. Hey, you are no locked happens, on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden turns out, Gophers. Turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Now, today we're talking about some Big Ten coaching ranks that just always leave me a little bit irked. And then we're going to talk about the brand new commit for the Minnesota Golden Gophers at the tight end position and what he will bring to the room, both in his first year and for the future. So be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss any Gophers daily content. We've got some shows coming up that are going to be exciting for you, including a show with Ryan Burns from uh, Gopher Illustrated, who we'll be sure to have on the show here tomorrow and then after that we are going to have a show next week on the women's basketball team with Eric from Junior All-Star to talk about why you should not be sleeping on this Gophers women's hoops team so definitely be sure to hit subscribe over on YouTube and wherever you get the podcasts on audio streaming platforms to be sure you are tuned in tapped in and going along with it all now let's talk about this one thing that absolutely consistently bothers me when it comes to talking about Big Ten coaching rankings, that is always hypocritical when P.J. Fleck is involved with this thing. Now, I'm not saying Coach Fleck has to be in your top three, top five, not by any means. I'm not someone that will push that notion or that narrative. But the hypocrisy that I always see from fans in the Big Ten or from some people who write and cover the Big Ten when it comes to coaching ranks, it always baffles me. I mean, stop the blatant disregard. Now, that thing that absolutely just puts me off is that if we're going to talk about new coaches like Matt Rule, who and you're going to go and you're going to put them in front of Coach Fleck, you're going to put them in front of Brett Bielema, you're being a hypocrite because the reasoning that I see for all of that, the only case you ever see for things like that is that people are like, well, he had two win seasons or two 10 win seasons with Temple. And then he had a really good season with Baylor. Okay. But if you're going to talk about those things, you're going to talk about, oh, he won 11 games with Baylor. Yeah, you can look at his good seasons, but then look at the good seasons with these coaches at their other schools as well. So you have to do that with Brett Bielema. You have to do that with P.J. Fleck as well because you can't just do it with one of those coaches to defend your rankings. You have to do it to be consistent across the board. That is how you come up with unbiased rankings. Now, if I were to go and do a top head coaches in the Big Ten, which we will later, I'm guessing that P.J. Fleck will be in the top seven, but I can tell you for certain he wouldn't be behind a person like Matt Rule at this point because we haven't seen enough from Matt Rule in this conference. Yes, he's had some success at other schools, but like I said, let's talk about the success of other schools from Brett Bielema and P.J. Fleck 
with their time. You're talking about, yes, Matt Rule won 11 games with Baylor. Okay, I'll see your 11 and 3 with Baylor, and I counter it with a 13 and 1 at Western Michigan. Oh, and on top of that, then comes to his current program and goes 11 and 2 with Minnesota. So I don't want to hear all that. And then you got two more nine win seasons on top of that. That is the consistency I'm talking about. That is what is proven in the actual conference we are playing in. It's not projections on, well, he did pretty good at Temple and pretty good at Baylor or things of the sort. Now, this happens with other college coaches that are coming new to the conference as well. It just always baffles me. And it's not just Coach Fleck. Like I said, Coach Brett Bielema has done a lot and consistently finds himself in the 8, 9, 10 spot of the conference for the Big Ten right now. And that's just baffling to me how quickly he's flipped an Illinois program that was consistently down at the bottom. Now they're right in the hunt of it when he's coaching with them. They won eight games in his second year with them and definitely could have won more, almost won the division. Like, it's it's just it's off-putting to me. So like I said, even with Brett Bielema, you're talking about a 12-win team with Wisconsin, two 11-win teams with Wisconsin. Then he has an 8-win team with an Arkansas program that was still trying to get on the come-up, and he has an 8-win team with an Illinois team in his second year. Look, too many folks out here are just excited about that new shiny toy element, whatever's new, whatever's exciting, but we've seen Matt Rule in the NFL now, which wasn't good, and then we've also seen him do good in one or two years before he leaves their programs and goes to try to do something else. It's just, let's keep it consistent. That's all I'm saying. That is all I'm asking for. Uh, and like I said, it's too many people getting excited by something new or something flashy and exciting right now. Those same people a year ago from right now were putting Mel Tucker as their like third best coach, fourth best coach in the Big Ten. Now he's consistently at 10-11 for a lot of teams because it just didn't happen. It was a one-year wonder, basically, is what it was looking like at this point. So don't do the same thing. Don't keep making the same mistake over and over and over and expecting different results. Look at the entire picture. Give it time. That's all I'm saying. That is all I'm asking for. And so that's kind of what I wanted to say on that. I've already ticked off a lot of Wisconsin fans in saying temper your expectations when it comes to immediate expectations with Coach Fickle. So I'm not going to retread that point. All I'm saying is calling to all the people doing Big Ten coaching rankings, knock it off because Big Ten fans are supposed if you want if you want Big Ten fans to take it seriously or supposedly take it seriously, consider the factors all the way across. Don't just use one point to back one, but then not use that consistent point across the board. Now, thank you for coming to my TED Talk on that front, but we're going to get back to the regularly scheduled, wow, can't speak words, a regularly scheduled program. It's too early for that right now. We're going to get back to that with some good Gophers talk, including we have a new commit, and we're talking about him coming up next. First, let's talk about our friends over at FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers are getting a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 back. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So be sure to check it out because the NBA playoffs are getting heated. They're getting up there and they're in some close battles in some of these semi-conference 
finals. We're going to move to the conference finals here in the next week. So you're definitely going to want to tap in before it is too late. There's no better place to bet all playoff action than America's number one sports book. So visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown and get a no sweat first bet of up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash on FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Gophers fans, you're listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers, and thank you so much for making us your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. And shout out to all the everydayers out there that are tapping in every day. I need the questions from the every everydayers down in the comments on YouTube or hit us on the Gmail at LockedOnGoldenGophers at gmail.com because we're going to have Ryan Burns on the show and I want to make sure both of us address some of the questions you have going through. We're going to talk about what's what's going on in the Gophers world. We're going to talk about 2023 and some of the bright spots. Maybe are there any areas of concern, some of the new additions in the transfer portal and much more. So if you have any questions, be sure to drop them in the comments on YouTube or send an email so that way we can tap into that as well. But it is time to talk about another new commit julian johnson tight end you can check out what he had to say about his visits to minnesota and why he chose minnesota over at the gopher report where they've written about that quite well if i do say so myself now he is a tight end and really he's an all-around athlete if you look at a lot of the different rankings centers you're going to see him listed as an athlete in most of those spots and to be quite honest like I said, he's an all-around athlete, so it's a fair assessment of what he does because he played tight end, he played defensive end, he played linebacker, and he is a track athlete in high school, so he's got a lot of versatility, a lot of intriguing things about him, and he's from the Wabonzi Valley in Illinois. Now, schools were finally taking this man seriously. They were finally diving in and seeing the potential that is just st- steeping from this guy and he is going to continue to rise on boards in in when it comes to these recruiting centers I think because he's got a lot of positives about him and like I said schools are finally starting to take him seriously he is he just recently got offers from Minnesota Iowa Texas A&M Kansas State Indiana Missouri Purdue Look, that's a lot of good schools. That's a lot of P5 programs that are suddenly like, whoa, we need to get this guy on the board, get him offered. Let's start chatting it up because I see it. I see it. And what they see is he has a lot of body control. He has good hands. He's a player who can be a matchup nightmare. And the Gophers, again, are talking to him at that tight end position, committed at that tight end position. So now you have have someone who you're losing that that uh advantage you're losing that matchup nightmare in brevin span forward after this season final year of eligibility will head to the nfl draft after that you're losing that type of player and now hopefully you're addressing that even more with a commit coming in so all of that the body control the hands the being in the matchup nightmare is more impressive when you hear that he has an 81 inch wingspan massive massive so on the film when it comes to julian johnson you're going to see a player who can be placed out wide or can be put in line and that is something you love to see because that is something the gophers already work within their system with brevin span ford right now now he's not afraid to get in there and get scrappy get gritty grind it out and he can win at the contested catch whether there be one or two guys in there he will go up and get it 
Is this reminding of anybody that I'm talking about? Now, I'm not saying with all of this, like, oh, he is the next Brevin Span Ford. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not going to put those expectations on a young guy like that. But the promise is there to continue to build a successful tight end role, a more prominent tight end role to continue that and not just reshift everything or lose that option after Brevin hits the NFL. So it's great to see Julian Johnson in that archetype heading to Minnesota because we've seen them do well in that same position. Now, on top of that, like I said, he can win in the contested catch, but he also saw a lot of creative usage. He saw some usage in the screen game. So I think that is going to be very relevant for Minnesota moving forward. And on top of that, it's things we like to see Minnesota do with Brevin Span Ford in the system. So they're probably going to continue to build in that manner and use that tight end as an advantage of sorts in certain areas of the field. Now, this spring, we saw a little bit of a lack of that from the tight end room and that usage of the tight end, that creativity with the tight end. And I think a lot of that was due to Brevin Spanford being out during the spring, recovering from an injury from last season. And all of that said, I think this hopefully means that creativity will remain with the team for the long haul with Julian Johnson. And I think that it's going to be the only negative I see from this right now is that you don't get a crossover year between Brevin Spanford and Julian Johnson. That would be so massive for his development to see someone do it at an elite level ahead of him, in front of him for a year, grow with him, ask him all the questions. And I'm not saying you can't ask him all the questions in the next season, whether they connect ahead of time, whether they text it up, whatever it be. But it's just different learning day in, day out, watching someone grind through it and watching the film with them and breaking it down. That would have been perfection when it came to this commitment. But regardless, I'm excited by it. I'm excited to see what he can do at that position, at that tight in that tight end room. But what are the realistic expectations for 2024 and beyond when it comes to Julian Johnson and this tight end room? That's how we're going to close this show up coming up next. Gophers fans. Let's talk about the tight end room. We haven't really dove deep this offseason, this spring, into the tight end room because we've kind of just assumed, you know, Brevin Spanford is the staple in there. Nick Callerup is going to play his immense role, especially in the blocking game and the run blocking, get some catches here and there and be consistent with it all. But we haven't really talked about what this tight end room looks like moving forward. And that is a very big thing because you're losing a huge piece in Brevin Spanford. But what it means both now and in the long term with this Julian Johnson addition, I think overall it seems like Minnesota is locked in for him to play tight end. So we're good on that front. But I think the tight end position is going to take a year or two to really shine out and show and show that value, show that production, get valuable snaps. You see that consistently at the collegiate football level, at the NFL level, it usually takes a year or two to kind of get fully immersed into the system, fully immersed into your blocking, into your routes, into the concepts that Minnesota is trying to instill within their tight ends. And so I wouldn't expect anything from Julian Johnson immediately from the jump right away the second he touches down, even with Brevin Spanford heading out to the NFL next year. What I would expect, though, is that 
he will constantly be kind of that third, fourth tight end in the reps, maybe getting a lot of looks, getting a lot of touches to understand it and really break it down. But what you're going to see is Jamison Gear stepping into that role from Brevin Spanford's departure, who has been in the system, who knows it all, and him kind of leading the way with Nick Keller hopefully back for his final year of eligibility. Those two will kind of lead the room in that wake over the 2024 season. But then you've got young guys like Sam Peters, like Julian Johnson, who can be really growing and slowly working their way in more and more reps in practices especially. Now, I don't think we'll see anything from Julian Johnson in 2024 because I think he'll likely take a redshirt year to develop and grow it all. That's just my guess. I could be way off base there. I don't know what the coaches have promised him. But I think you have a lot of tight end talent in the room, and he is the one piece that kind of pushes it forward, especially for the long haul of things. So, As great as an addition as Julian is, I wouldn't rush to think about immediate contributions that would be guaranteed ahead of or with Brevin Spanford heading into the draft. I anticipate the staff will kind of bring him along at his own pace, at his own development, let him kind of put things together hand in hand. And there's no need to rush it. Like I said, Jameson Gears will step into that role, especially next year, and be able to kind of continue the success, continue the trajectory, do what is needed, while Sam Peters could also get in there and he could compete for it as well. And Minnesota talent who showed out, won a state championship with Maple Grove, he'll have this full year to work with Brevin Spanford, to work with Jamison Gears, to work with the new tight end coach, Souter, as well. So I think that's promising, especially for next season, maybe having multiple options that you can work with. But then having two years out, that is when you can start to see maybe more of Julian Johnson getting more involved. So like I said, to wrap this thing up, I think in the immediate future, I wouldn't expect much. But long term, you are getting a guy who has the size, who has the ability and the potential to be another big time playmaker at the position. I think Peters and Johnson could be the focal guys of that tight end room and the position from 2024 and beyond. Like I said, Julian Johnson, it's probably more of a 25 and beyond. And then Sam Peters, maybe we see him starting to get a lot more reps, get a lot more opportunity in that 2024 season. Now this spring, prior to being here, obviously with those two, we saw Wyatt Schroeder getting reps at the like third third reps within the tight ends. We saw Nathan Jones getting reps behind them at the fourth tight end spot. So I think overall, those are the four tight ends. I want to make sure to mention those two because they're getting a lot of reps right now, especially this past spring. And so I wanted to give a shout out to them. There's some depth in this tight end room for sure. You've got those two. You've got others that I haven't brought up like Bierman, like uh, I want to say Alvarez. I'm That one could be wrong. I know there's another guy in that room that – has some some potential there. So I think the TE room is deep. It's got a lot of promise. And now it has some long-term upside as well. It should be an exciting time. It should be something to look forward to as we continue to build it. It's not just going to be a huge drop-off from Brevin Span forward moving forward. But that being said, we absolutely need to enjoy this final year, this final ride with Brevin Span forward because I think he's going to ball out this season. I think the connection with Ethan's going to be huge. Now, we saw Ethan connect with these receivers over the spring, and that was exciting. 
but we haven't even got to see that real connection back with Brevin Spanford, back with Chris Amon Bell. It just gets deeper and deeper. And I have a you ha- you should have a real reason to be excited this season when it comes to the Gophers and that passing game. Now, later this week, we're going to talk about the running back room a little bit more. We're going to talk about what the expectations are for 2023, how it could really carve out, because I think my opinions on this have shifted a little bit. I think I had more of an idea that it was going to be maybe a 65% workload for one running back, and then another running back would take another good 30%, and then you'd fill in that final little 5% there. I don't think I'm there anymore. So we're going to talk about the running back room later this week, probably on Friday to wrap up the week. And I think you're not going to want to miss this. Plus, maybe how the the futures of some of these running back studs could look moving forward. So be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of that good news, any of that good details, any of the good talk that we're going to chop it up with when it comes to the Gophers running backs and leave a five-star review wherever you get the podcast so others can help find the show as well. I appreciate you for listening. This is Kane Rob signing off tomorrow. We're going to do a show with Ryan Burns. So be sure to tap in. That's all folks. Row the boat, Skyima, go Gophers. I'll see you tomorrow.